But this question of fear, we're all afraid of it. And there are things in relationship to this fear that you and I have to recognize. That if you trust in God and let him be your guide and strength, you won't have that fear. And your fear is in relationship to your trust. As your faith in God gets stronger, your fear dissipates. And as your faith in God gets weaker, your fear arises. Do you want to have fear dissipated and removed? Then you rise up and hold up the name of the living God and look to him to undertake for you, and he will. It is our faith that brings victory. It is our faith that casts out fear and enables us to put our trust in the blessed Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We will worship the man of Galilee who went to a cross 2,000 years ago, and no one can take his place. No one will intercede or interfere. We will not permit it. And so it is, we have faith without fear. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, good morning. Welcome into my living room. We have a different setup today. Um, my name is Vince Roy. And among other things, I'm uh, the youth and young adults leader here in Celebration Church Netherlands. And uh, today I had invited some of our uh, young adults group members. And I'm, gonna I'm going to ask them to introduce themselves short. Maureen. I'm Maureen. Uh, I'm serving in the church as a teacher to guide the children, like in the kids' um, Kids ministry. kids ministry, yeah. Hi, I'm Kim. I'm Kim, and uh, I'm uh, helping with the stage design and the Beamer team. Hey, my, name, uh, my name is Harley, and I'm hosting the, the uh, guy at the door. And uh, I lead the connect with uh, four other guys in this uh, church. We also have Miriam, who's going to translate. Um, but for sake of time, she's only going to translate Remy, um, <clears throat> just to hopefully get through it a little bit faster, so we don't sit here for an hour, which would be okay with you, of course, I know that, but, you know, we wanted to wrap it up a little bit quickly. What? One and a half hours good also, so I don't want to see you guys leaving, okay? One and a half hours. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we got, we got a different setup today. Uh, Pastor Sebastian is out speaking in Langadag and uh, asked me to speak today. And uh, you know, I thought it'd be we we decided with a couple of team members that it would be it would be great to invite some young adults as well to help me with uh, with speaking today. It's not really going to be speaking. It's just just us having a conversation, and we're inviting you into our living room. Um, just to see uh, yeah, what, what goes on if we would gather with the young adults. Um, the, the idea is that, that, that you just get an insight of what we do when we get together. And sometimes we come together as, uh, um, in a living room and sometimes we have dinner together and that's it, no schedule next to it. Sometimes we have a hangout where uh, we will do some kind of activity um, 
And sometimes there's like a, a teaching prepared, and we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll dig into the uh, Bible and trying to figure out what God wants to say to us and how he speaks to us differently. And uh, what we saw in the first service already is that we have different insights or different point of view of, of how, um, <clears throat> how to translate the scripture or how to make it your own. And I think that's the way that God speaks to us, right? He, he's, he's individually speaking to us. So I think it's good that we share that and hopefully it will um, uh, touch you as well. And, and hopefully you can learn from it a little bit as well as we will learn from it. Um, uh, so yeah, Sub-30 group, well, we, we're called Sub-30. So officially, technically, we go up to 30s. But there's some that are above 30 and still join the group because we're so fun, you know? So it's hard to leave the group after year 30. We'll not call any names, but... Uh... <laughs> there's one sitting there, but... Um, so you can still join the group. If you're above 30, you're still allowed to join the group, okay? But if you're 50, we will probably, in love, connect you to another group. Okay, in love, right? In love, we'll do it all in love. But uh, it, it's a really a fun group. So if if you want to join the group um, and you're here today, just just come talk to me after the service. Um, if you're watching at home and you want to join the group, uh, you can send me an email, and uh, and you know we'll stay in touch and I'll give you more information um, about the group when we will gather and stuff like that. So. Um, yeah, let's, let's start. Um, we're going to read from Proverbs 9, and we'll read uh, verse 1 through 6, to just to give a little bit more context, and then we'll read verse 10, which is the main text that we're going, going to focus on today. Um, so if you have your Bible here, just open up to Proverbs 9. Uh, you might have a, a paper Bible, or you might have it on your app. I think the most important thing is that you are able to take notes. So, you know, I might highlight some text in your paper Bible or in your app. Uh, that always helps me. And, and maybe you can write something next to it that really st stuck out for you. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's, so it doesn't matter if you have an iPad or whatever that you have it on. Um, but you can take notes. So let's read the text. The text says, uh, wisdom has built her house. She has hewn her seven pillars. She has slaughtered her beast. She has mixed her wine. She has also set her table. She has sent her young, a young woman to call from the highest places in the town. Whoever is simple, let him turn in here. To him who lacks sense, um, she says, come eat of, of my bread and drink of the wine I've mixed. Leave your simple ways and live and walk in a way of insight. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for this morning, God, that we can gather here together and just have this conversation about you, God, about who you are, about who you want us to be, God, and I uh, pray for your insights, I pray for your knowledge, I pray for your wisdom this morning. I pray that you will reach each and every one of us, in your own, in their own way, in, in our own way, God, in your own way, that you will uh, guide us by your Holy Spirit, God, this conversation, and um, 
yeah, just bless us, bless us all, God. And so we will leave here differently than we came today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So we go, we're going to dive into it. I prepared a little bit. But by the way, we, um, I'm extra excited about this second service because we uh, experienced some struggle in the first service. Uh, the printer wasn't working and things didn't go as, as prepared. Um, and that always tells me that there's something good about to happen. It's because there's a struggle and, and somebody's trying, somebody is trying to prevent us from bringing this message across, across as God intended it to. And uh, so I'm extra excited about the second service because I don't know where it's going to lead to. I've prepared a little bit and we all prepared a little bit, but we, we're just going to speak and we're just going to talk. So I'm looking forward to it. But um, fear can mean several things, right? It, 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 there's several, several, ways, several ways to describe fear. Uh, the most common way is probably that you're afraid of something that, that describes fear, right? Um, in other words, there's a lack of faith. That's often how it works. There's a lack of faith that you have, so you fear it, or you have fear of something. It could be something or someone. I don't know how many of you have, are afraid of heights here. Any of you? Two. Man, this. Oh, oh, three. There's a lot of brave people here. I'm, I'm not that brave. I'm afraid of heights. And uh, I don't really know where it came from. Um, but I remember the first time I experienced it, and it was, um, we were, I was about 10 years old, I think, and we were going to this indoor climbing wall with our school, with a class, and uh, uh, the teacher just told us how to climb it and for safety, you know, how to do it the proper way, and he told us that, that one is going to climb up and uh, be attached with a rope and the other guy is going to be downstairs holding the rope so that when you fall or you slip or anything like that, the guy downstairs will keep you up by holding the rope, right? So I was one of the biggest guys there because I've always been pretty big. Uh, I grew pretty fast, so there was nobody really as big as me. The other ones they already like, okay, were like trying to level each other out. Okay, you can hold him up, you can hold him up so you be downstairs with the rope. But I didn't really think about it at first. But then we started climbing. And if you know me a little bit, I'm very competitive. So I wanted to make sure that I was the first one going up. I was the fastest one going up. It, it wasn't really a, 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 a game or anything like that. It wasn't a competition. But I made it one in my head. So I was like, I'm going to be the first one going up, the fastest one. So it was my turn. And, uh, I went up as fast as I could, didn't, didn't really think of anything. I went up, it was about 10 meters high, which isn't that high if you look up to it. I don't know if you remember going to the swimming pool and there's like different heights of uh, diving uh, boards. Um, but if you look at the one that's 10 meters high, it doesn't really look that high. But when you're up there, it looks really high. So when I got up to the, to the top, I was there really fast. I was like, yeah, I did that, yep, mm-hmm. And I looked down, I was like, man, I'm up really high. This is really high. And my legs started shaking uncontrollably. And I was like, man, what? this is not good. <laughs> my legs were like this. And um, I had a lack of faith in the person standing down there that he could hold me up. 
you know, I was like, well, he's not going to be able to hold me up. It wasn't me. <laughs> I, I, really, I really would have lack of faith if it was him. So, small guy, you know. But, uh, but um, so, so I, I was like, man, if I fall from this height, I'm not going to be able to walk away from, from that without any injury. So, there was a lack of faith that he was going to be able to hold me up and that I was going to be able to walk away without any injury. And I don't really think this is the way that uh, fear is described in, in this verse. Because, um, like, fear can be described as terror or being, uh, yeah, terror, being afraid of something. But here the Hebrew word is your use, uh, yira. And it means reverence or awe. And this is the more common way that it is used in the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, it was always used as, or more often used as uh, reverence and awe for God. So that's what the, the fear of God here means. And to get a better understanding of this, we'll read uh, Hebrew 12, verse 28, and, um, or 29 we'll read. Therefore, let us be grateful for receiving the kingdom that cannot be shaken. And thus let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. And I don't know how you guys read this, but when I read this, I think that um, uh, that's, that's the way that God wants us to view him, you know, as a consuming fire. And when I think about fire, I think about something that you respect. You, you, you don't use it in a foolish way because it could hurt you. But it could also be used for good, right? So there's different ways that you can use fire or approach fire. I don't know how you guys look at it when you read this, but is there you fill in? Yeah. Um, as when as I see fire, fire is good nowadays because if you go outside, it's really cold. And if we don't, nowadays we have heaters, but some houses we don't have heaters. We have like the fire, I don't know how you call that. Fireplace. Yeah, fireplace. And that's really good. And if we sit next to it, what does it give to us? It gives us like warm heat. And then we don't have that cold and we can just sit cozy and it's very nice. But then if we sit too close, what would, what would happen then? It can it can burn us, or if we put our hand in it, we, we, will, we will say, ow, because it's, it's painful. But then it's also good because we need it in nowadays. If it's, it's also not only in the winter we need it because it's, it's cold, but also in the summer or if we are camping outside and somewhere else, we need it to cook, make food and everything. But that's if we are using that God is our consuming fire, Consuming fire is what we just mentioned. It gives us warm heat. It protects us that we, we will not freeze or some, something like that. And it's same with God. If we walk with him, we are protected in his warm, in his, in his heat, in his protection. And if, if we don't understand who, what, what the consequences are, if we misuse the fire, then what would happen? What I just mentioned, we will burn, it will hurt us. And the thing is, it's, it's, um, it's not painful if we are 
uh, if we are if we are walking in his path, then we then it will not hurt us because we are not walking unrighteously but righteous. Nice, yeah. I agree to that. Yeah, I think also um, when uh, and it's uh, I think also the next point, but. Um, uh, as a child, you don't know what fire is, and you have to learn um, uh, that it also uh, can hurt you and uh, give you blisters or something like that. But um, it's like that we are children of God, and we have to get to know Him to uh, truly respect Him and know um, what is good for us, and uh, that He can give us warmth. But if we are disrespectful or don't have awe for him, we um, can burn ourselves. Because we have to be aware of how, what the, how we have to use it and in which way. Yeah. Amen, amen. Ik, uh, ik sluit me vrij. Absoluut, <laughs> absoluut. So Remy, uh... well, I'm gonna talk in Dutch, <laughs> and uh, Miriam is gonna translate it. So you, thank you. you. There's also like, um, fire can also be used to purify things. That's the way I see it as well. So um, it's, it's, it might be good to be consumed by God's fire because then we'll, we'll if we let him We'll get rid of all of the dirt that we have, all of the nasty stuff that we're, that we're just full of, and this gold will be left over, right? So that's also the way that fire can be used. Um, and that's where when you get back to when, if you use it in the right way or you, know, you have a, a, a respect for it, you can use it for good. It can also be used to, to keep away uh, dangerous animals or stuff like that, you know? So, Fire can be used in different ways. As you just said, I think about the moment that um, the burning uh, bush when mm -hmm. uh, Moses was standing there because it was, it was holy. It was too, it, he couldn't stand in his in because if he he knew that this was holy and my I cannot be in his presence if I'm I come too close too close to him. That yeah. reminds me with the story. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. And so, so um, the fear of the Lord has to do with understanding who he is, right? When we understand who he is, the same thing with fire. When we understand what fire is, you are able to, to approach it in, in such a way where it could be to, used to good. And when we understand when, when, who God is, when we understand him, we can approach him in such a way that it will only, only do us good. We don't have to be afraid of God. Um, and um, the fear of God shows trust. You know, it's, it's, it's faith. In other words, it's faith. Um, in him, you have obedience. You know, so you, you, you trust him, you have obedience in him. Um, and where normally um, fear shows a lack of faith, in the Old Testament, fear is faith. So it's, it's quite the opposite. I think it's pretty interesting to see. 
I don't know if you guys have an example of where you experience the, the fear of God or where you say, you know, in this situation, that's where I really think of the fear of God in, in a way that you have trust in him, that you trust him and, and uh, the obedience in him. Als ik het uh, woord mag overnemen, kom hier ja, Ik denk dat het belangrijk is dat je dagelijks beseft uh, wie God is, hè? God begrijpen. So it is really important to realize uh, on a daily basis who God is. En ook beseft dat hij ooit terugkomt. Jezus komt terug. And that you realize that uh, Jesus will return one day. En Matthäus 24, 30 zegt dat hij komt vol majesteit en grote heerlijkheid. So in Matthew 24, verse 30, he says he will return with great um, victory and, and might and luster. En openbaringen vertelt ons dat hemelse legers en engelen met Jezus terug zullen komen. And in Revelations we read that uh, he will return with um, uh, an army of angels. Ja. Yeah. And you said another word. Uh, hemelse legers. Die hebben die armies, ja. En Filippenzen belooft één ding. En dat is, daarom heeft God hem de hoogste plaats en allerhoogste titel gegeven. Oké, so in the book of Philippians, there is a promise that God has the highest place. Highest title. And the highest title as well. En er staat ook, iedere knie zal buigen voor God. Iedere and it, knie. And it also says that every knee will bow for him. En iedere tong zal erkennen, Jezus Christus is Heer. And every tongue uh, will speak and acknowledge that he is Lord. En de vers uit Filippenzen zegt, in de hemel en op aarde. Dus de vijanden van Jezus zullen hem ook erkennen als Heer. So it says it will be uh, in heaven as on earth. And even the enemy will acknowledge that he is Lord. Yeah. And buigen. And they will bow as well. They will bow. And er staat die dag zal komen. And die dag zal voor ons liggen. And uh, this word also says that this day will come. And it is uh, in front of us. And that we ons moeten beseffen. Dat God is machtig. And that zelf zijn vijanden op de knieën zullen gaan voor hem. And we should all realize that uh, our God is that mighty that even the enemies will bow for him. Maar het is een vredesvorst. But still, he is also a prince of peace. He is the prince of peace. En dat we beter gewoon vrede kunnen sluiten met deze vredesvorst. And uh, that it is better for us uh, to be in peace with our prince of peace. En er is ook de mogelijkheid om vrede te sluiten met deze prins. And he gives us this opportunity to be in peace with him. Let op welke, wand, welke weg we bewandelen. So we should be very aware on which path we walk. Beseffen hoe groot God heiligheid is. And whilst thinking how great our God is and how holy he is. En ik denk als je dat dagelijks beseft en je beseft dat iedereen, iedereen voor de Heer zal staan op één dag... So if you realize uh, this on a daily basis, if you're aware of this, and you realize also that one day we will all stand before him. Dan, dan, dan durf ik te wetten dat je ook snapt waarom we in gehoorzaamheid moeten leven en waarom we hem ook moeten vrezen. And then you will understand that you do understand why we should live holy and in obedience. Amen.
Yeah, so Amen. I, I think that judges shows the wisdom. You know, because when you think about it, it says the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. What is wisdom? Wisdom is, uh, if definition of wisdom is the ability to think and act using knowledge, experience, understanding, common sense, and insight. Um, so when you have the knowledge of who he is, when you understand who he is, you, like a, a, a normal reaction to that would be fearing God, you know, having the fear of him and um, allowing him to guide you through your, your daily uh, choices that you have to make and make it in such a way that it's pleasing to him, right? So uh, that just, for me, it, it adds like the wisdom to what, are, what you have said, it adds the wisdom part to it. Yeah. And as you just said, that um, that's the gate to the wisdom. Um, I think that if you look at God's attribute, one of his attributes is that he's wisdom. And when we start to live with him, we start to, when it, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of the wisdom. Why, why is the beginning? Because the thing is, when you start to live with him, when you are walking with with God, then you're also going to start have, you're going also to start have those, those attributes that God has. And one of the uh, uh, attribute is wisdom. And if you look at, in Galatians, it's written the gift of the spirit. If you look at the gift of the spirit, the, on, in those passage, passage, we can read that what are the gifts. And one of the gifts is also wisdom because that's given by the Holy Spirit. And if we have the Holy Spirit, that's given to us. But then to when does the Holy Spirit guide us? If we, if we read the Bible, it, it gives us the wisdom when we read the word of God. We cannot just say that, God, I want wisdom, that's all. And I will just live my own life and do my own thing. But the, the moral, um, or the ethical uh, rules that we learn from this world are not what God wants. And then we cannot say, God, we want to live with you, but we are actually uh, living our life according to the laws or the ethical ways of, of as for example, uh, of Netherlands. But then to, to receive that wisdom, we have to read the Bible yeah. and to get that wisdom that's in that Bible. Yeah, amen, amen. And in, in um, verse 12 of Proverbs 9, it said, that if we are wise, we are wise for ourselves. So it benefits ourselves to be wise. So for me, it's like what you were saying to, um, to make those choices for yourself. You know, in the first, you know, uh, on the first place, it's, it's for yourself. But it's also good for the people around you, of course. You know, when you make good decisions and are doing well, making the right thing, uh, right choices, is good for the people around you as well. But in first, in the first place, it's for yourself to have this relationship with God and be pleasing to Him. Um, uh, and it says that, like in verse six, to leave your simple ways and live, and walk in this way of of insight. And I think that's just such a good verse, such a nice verse. Um, to show how we should walk, you know, in his insight, in the insight that we get from him. Um, do you think it's fair to say that the fear of the Lord contains, like, the reverence and awe as a for the fire? 
you know, like we thought before, like we said before, for fire, like you've reverence and awe for fire, as well as being afraid of heights kind of fear. So it, it contains both. Is that, is that fair to say or? Mm, not really. Um, ik denk dat angsten voor een hoogtevrees, hè, een bepaalde angstig gevoel in je, in je, in je, in je leven, dat dat je belemmert. Hè? Dat, dat, kan, dat kan je belemmeren. So Remy is saying that uh, he thinks that the fear of heights, for instance, uh, are the types of fear that can limit you in your life. Dat je soms slechte beslissingen maakt op basis van die angstige gevoelens. And that based on this feeling of fear you make sometimes choices that are not right. Maar angst voor God, wat de bron van wijsheid zou moeten zijn en is ook. But the fear of God, which is the source of wisdom. Dat, dat is juist tegenovergestelde. Die, die beslissingen uit die angst houden jou juist weg van alle slechte. So this is a different type of fear and uh, living in this fear makes you uh, make the right choices. Yeah, yeah. So it's not the same. It's not the same. So it, the it, one is angst, angst, and it belemmert me, and the other is nee, ontzag, and I live good, and the Lord is good. So there is one, one type of fear, like the fear of heights or the fear of spiders, that is like making you make the wrong choices. Yeah. But the fear for God is a different type of fear. And it is zelfs geschreven in the Bible. And it's also written in the Bible. Staat ook. Ik bespaar jullie even het kopje over ontzag. In Spreuken 24 staat er. En als je haar vindt, als je die wijsheid vindt, en dan heb je ook toekomst. Hoop, jouw hoop gaat niet verloren. Als je de wijsheid vindt. So if you find wisdom. God belooft een toekomst. God will promise you a future. En hoop. And hope as well. En er staat ook, gelukkig is de mens die haar gevonden heeft. And it says, uh, fortunate is the, uh, the person who has found her, who's found her. Ja, dus ik denk dat dat niet zoveel is als hoogtevrees. De ene uh, belemmerd kan zijn, maar de andere ja, leidt je alleen maar tot het goede. So he's referring to Proverbs 3, verse uh, 13, where it says, happy is the person who founds the wisdom. Yeah, yeah. thank you very much, yeah. Amen. Amen to that. Yeah. Okay. The, the, the reason I asked that, because I try to simplify things a lot with, with uh, my relationship with God. And I agree with you. I totally agree with you. The, the way I see it as well is, um, you know, the relationship I have with my earthly father. You know, uh, my mom, she's a terrific woman. She's a very strong woman. She's Surinamese, for you guys that know that, you know, a powerful woman. So she was really strong and strict, righteously strict. And I had a lot of respect for her. I still have a lot of respect for her. But when she said the words, wait till your father gets home, wait till your father comes home, it strikes me with a little bit of fear, I have to say. And being afraid, I was like, no, not, not my, please don't tell dad, please don't tell him. Because I was afraid of what he would do to discipline me, not to punish me, but to discipline me. You know, and um, I saw my dad as this big, strong, powerful man 
Bigger than you? Bigger than I am. Oh. You know, so okay. that's really big. It's big. You know, it's bigger than I am. But, uh, you know, the, I have a lot of respect for my dad as well. You know, I, and I looked up to him and look up to him. So those words, you know, there's a, there's a you have reverence and awe for him, um, but also there's a little bit of being afraid of what he's going to do to discipline you when you don't please him with the right choices. Yeah. You know, and I, I think discipline is good because discipline makes, makes sure that you make better choices the next time, that you don't make the wrong choices every time, you know, and it, it, it helps you or it, it guides you into making better choices and being a better version of yourself. Yeah, amen. So that's, that's why. Yeah. Um, I would like to add bo on both of the things that you both mentioned. One thing that you said that what is better, uh, what you, um, how you said that, um, knowing that what is good to like fear God and, and if, uh, being against of the other fear that, that's uh, fear of the height or the spider. But the thing is, uh, when you know, when you're under the fire, I, I, if you're under the fear of God, that's another fear. And you know that when you're under that fear, that's more precious and that's more beautiful than being under the fear of the worldly things. Because for me, uh, if I see my father, God, as my Lord, I don't see him as fearing. If I would fear him, I could not be completely loyal to him because I don't have a relationship as he's only my God or he is far from me. I have a relationship with him. So because I love him and he loves me, I don't want to destroy that loyalty that I have made that he has been loyal to me. And because I want to keep that, and um, if I want to keep following that, as we all are human beings, we make mistakes, we hurt people, or we hurt ourselves, being mean to ourselves too sometimes, yeah. and also in our lives. And then some, as, as, as we have always read in the Bible or from our parents that, you know, when you do something wrong, ask forgiveness and you will, God will forgive you. But then if he will forgive you, what then? the next day you will do the same mistake because you haven't learned from your mistake. You're, you're doing the same mistake again. The thing is, I, it's not actually nice. As you know, in the Bible, we actually also don't really enjoy when people of God or other Israelites, when they were punished or when they were, uh, be dis they were being disciplined, they didn't really enjoy it. But then they also saw the result. And it's also with our life. I, I, can, I, give my own, I can give my own example. That's like, I think for four years or so, I started to pray. I was like, God, forgive me. But God, as you forgive me, also show me the things that I've done wrong so I can improve them. And then I cannot do the same mistake again. Because what would it, what, what difference does it make if I'm doing the same mistake again and again, and I'm not learning again? Because for me, doing the mistake is more worse than being one time, it will hurt me and it will stretch me, it will hurt me. But then I know that through this, through improvement, through being different than what I used to be, through that experience, I have become closer to God. I have known him in a deeper way because I have seen his beauty in, in who he is. So yeah, for me, well there's said. no fear in that. Mm. Amen. Yeah. yeah, I think the big difference is uh, we 
I think the feeling of fear is not uh, not bad because sometimes it's good to fear something uh, like fire. Well, it's it's healthy for us to fear fire and not go running into a burning house or something like that. But um, I think the the great thing with fearing God is in this moment you can, if you know you have done something stupid or you have made a mistake and you uh, you are you can feel the fear and maybe shame as well for what you have done, and you know that you hurt the God with it, but. The great thing is the uh, at the base of knowing God is His mercy and His love, and uh, that's why you can feel the fear, but it's uh, not impacting you. It's not really uh, doing anything in that relationship because you know yeah. God that well, yeah. and you know uh, about His mercy and His love, and mm. that's the great thing I think. And uh, yeah. yeah. Proverbs three, verse seven. It says, be not wise in your own eyes, fear the Lord, and turn away from evil. And I think this goes back to Adam and Eve. You know, this goes way back to when they were in the garden, and they tried to be wise in their own eyes. They're trying to gain wisdom for themselves and away from God. And they listen to evil instead of listening to God and not, you know, not take from the tree. And I think wisdom is not per se... Um, knowing everything i think it's having peace with not being able to know everything and having peace in that he knows everything and show trust in him for knowing everything so you know just just letting him guide us um and not try to be wise by ourselves but but trusting his wisdom and uh well kim you have a testimony to share with, with us while we close out so I want to ask you to uh, please share it with us, uh, with us, and then we'll close it up. I uh, put it on paper because <laughs> I didn't know if it was going to work out in English. But <laughs> I will try to uh, uh, read it for you. Um, so um, I want to tell you a little bit about my experience of fearing God and my path to knowing uh, what it means to fear the Lord. Uh, so for a major part of my life, fearing God uh, was for me similar to actual fear. And uh, when I grew up, I knew uh, really well what actual fear was. I was afraid of, uh, of the dark for a really long time, even when I was older. Um, and also, uh, fear was just um, uh, something I felt um, yeah, for a lot of things. Um, so this was at, this, uh, at the highest point in my teenage years, when I was around uh, 14 till 18. And um, this was also um, the time that I was learning a lot about God and um, with the youth group in the church I was going to back then. Um, I was really yeah, curious to know God and, and what he was, um, yeah, what he had for me and uh, knowing him. But um, my curiosity also went to um, knowing about the spiritual realms. And this can be really great, but it also has a downside. And also has, um, for me, it really um, made my fear, fear worse. Because uh, whenever I heard a beautiful testimony or someone tell about something uh, they had 
come from or um, uh, something God helped them with and um, took away from them. Uh, only the fear or the bad things stuck with me and um, I, I think I um, the lie that the devil uh, could uh, could have a hold on me that really stuck in my head and uh, even though I got a lot of help from people around me the fear became only worse and worse and um, I wasn't sleeping well and uh, it really affected my yeah my my being uh, my emotional health and um, then I came to a point where I thought okay this is this is not worth it for me so uh, consciously I I just yeah put God a little bit away from me and I uh, I kept believing in him but I didn't want to know him any more any further than that I kept praying, but uh, I wanted to focus myself on the things that were then in my life. And at that time, it was my study and internship. And I think I shut out God of my my personal life and getting close to me. Um, it was like the situation we are in now. I get God at one and a half meter distance. <laughs> And uh, this was going pretty well, I thought, but my heart always screamed to me, you threw away something great. You, you are missing something really important. Um, but apart from yeah, the internal struggle I had, things were going pretty well. Uh, I graduated, I found a job, I married the tall guy behind the beamer. <laughs> and uh, we bought our first home here in, Bus in Busham. Uh, but when we moved, um, we also started to going to church here. And um, yeah, as I was sitting here in the sermons, listening and going to church, um, I really truly believed that God was sitting there next to me every Sunday. And he patiently knocked on my door. I couldn't hide anymore. And um, he spoke words to me. And, and uh, word for word, I... Um, started seeing the lies I was uh, I had made my own so I believed in these lies and um, they became real for me and I learned that um, that God was not uh, taking away the fears in my teenage years um, also to protect me because I was very angry at that time that God didn't just take away those fears and made everything stop but I think my curiosity was too big, and I think if he hadn't um, stopped me then with <laughs> allowing the fear to be there, I think also uh, it could have gone the wrong way. And um, with every word that God spoke to me, I, I started seeing his truth. And then uh, previous year, uh, the conference came around, and by then I knew that that. Um, God is not a God of fear. I don't have to be afraid of him. And this was something I thought for a really long time. But, um, and then uh, there was a question for people to get baptized. And I knew this was the perfect ending of this time of being afraid and the perfect slap in the face of the devil and a sign of loyalty to our God. And on that morning during the conference, God gave me a, a beautiful vision. Um, it was 
uh, I was sitting there and it was like a roaring lion coming out of my chest. And it was roaring and everything that was fear or darkness that went away because our God needs to be respected. <laughs> and um, yeah, it was such a beautiful moment. And in that moment, I knew that God is a God we have to fear like a roaring lion. A roaring lion is something you don't want to run into every day. <laughs> but when you uh, know that God is a roaring lion, but he is on our side mm. and he is coming from our chest. Yes. So God is not a roaring lion we have to be afraid of, but we have to re have respect and awe for him. Because, yes, his love is so great and... Um, yeah, we can trust in him. And um, his love is able to silence all fear. And that's a great lesson I learned. And um, I'm still getting to know God, still learning about how he loves us, how he loves us uh, all. And um, yeah, this image, image of a roaring lion just shows awe. And I fear God, all the while knowing that I'm his beloved daughter. Amen. Amen. I think that's a perfect ending to this conversation. So thank you, guys. I appreciate you guys. And thank you, Miriam.